Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC. We are back. Trips have been taken. Obligatory parent anniversary dinners have been eaten. And dogs have been put back to bed well and rested. We are talking all things football. We've got the international break coming up. And we'll try and fill in some things we've missed out the last few weeks. Let's go! Are we meant to leave a gap so you can put the music in? Is that why we... Uh, I just leave it, yeah, so we can just splice it. If it, if we just went straight into conversation, then I have to sort of edit it more than I can care for. So okay. it just helps, isn't it? Good. So thanks for doing that, Mark. How you doing? Um, yeah, how's everything going, boys? Good. Yeah, sorry about last week. My dog was ill. Oh, yeah, that's what they all say. <laughs> yeah, my dog ate my homework. My dog was ill. <laughs> how is young Toby? He's fine. Sat here right now with me. Yeah. He'll be barking in about half an hour. In a good 20 minutes, he'll be yeah. barking, yeah. Um, so, uh, Man United are borrowing a ship. Arsenal are borrowing a ship, but they win. And uh, Chelsea aren't as bad as I thought they'd be at the beginning of the season. There's one good thing, though, at this weekend, which I'm pretty happy about. One of my bold predictions, Arsenal are definitely going to be making it second. Well, what, second in the league? Yeah. Was that one of your predictions? Yep. Oh, right. I can't even remember the prediction. I can't either, but was, yeah, they are one point behind oh, yeah, City now. Because I did say, because one of mine was Lukaku to be top goal scorer. And I said, you did say which leads. <laughs> yeah, no, you said if he be, stays, yeah. I'll stick that to be on him being top goal scorer in, in Italy. Well, except he's now been dropped by Conte because he's too fat, but yeah. Yeah, no, but I, I, like, it's, a, it's a prediction. It's a long season. True. Things aren't over True. yet. Talking yeah. that. The Premier League's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you were saying, so tell us the league's over, we can stop watching. Yeah, I, I, I would advise everyone to stop watching it now. Uh, right, the pod's over then. Good. See you next season. Bye. So, so Liverpool have won. Well, hold on, weren't Liverpool eight points clear last year at Christmas? And they still lost. There you go. Yeah. So we're only in October. And how many points clear are they now? Eight. We haven't, even, we haven't even hit Halloween yet. There's only been eight games. There's not been that many. But it's, do you know, I'd, I'd be interested to look back at the, the games that um, Man City have histi- historically lost in the past and how they've lost it and still gone on to win the league because they have only lost, is it two games they've lost or they've drawn one and lost one? No, they've lost two. I think. They've lost two, they've drawn one. Yeah. Definitely a devastating one against Wolves seeing as they were fucking pitted to be relegated. Yeah. No, no hangover from the, the <laughs> win. They've gotten over that Europa League hangover. I have to say, legs. I have to say, I, what, I mean, it was only like a three-minute highlight reel, but um, you know Sky, after the Sunday games now, Sky immediately put the highlights on their site. Really. Yeah, it's just the goals pretty much, but they show any chances. I mean, City hit, did hit the bar with silver, but outside of that, Wolves and I could have had two or three more. I mean, Cutron, that guy from Milan, he was clean through and just... Hit, hit air. Yeah, it, it's just that I find winning is contagious and that was a big win for Wolves on Thursday. Yeah, massive. And Because uh, I actually flipped on and watched the last sort of five minutes of it. And uh, So please, digress on how the game went. <laughs> on the game, well, I, I, well, I was flicking between because United were on, but it was so bad. And uh, and I, I was like, oh, Wolves versus Besiktas is a, that's a tough away game for Wolves. So, but because winning it in the last minute, it's, it's, They've obviously taken that momentum into uh, the, the game this week, so 
No, I said, I said another one like City losing. That's I'm checking now. Their form is two in the last five they've lost. Since they lost Laporte, it's just not the same team defensively. I mean, you've got no. Otamendi and Fernandinho as your centre backs. What you know? How good are you going to be? Do you think even company, the loss of company, even though he didn't play much last season, massive. We said it that, at the start. That kind of leadership type. Um, it's exactly what we said at the start of the season. Is exactly like regardless of the fact that he doesn't play, they yeah. haven't replaced someone like because that who, in the. Who's really their well, exactly. leader? Well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, yeah, the leader bit is one thing, but I also think it's just they're just missing centre backs at the minute. Well, so. Yeah, they happen to. I I don't know where Mangala is or if he even still exists, but I think he's still on the books. Is he? But I yeah. He left. But obviously, Stones is injured, Laporte's injured, company left, uh, company having an absolute nightmare over in Belgium with Anderlecht. And Gallo is currently playing for Valencia. Oh, there you go. There you go, yeah. On loan. On loan. Uh, Must be on loan. I don't know. Well, they current defenders are Walker, Otamendi, Stones, Benjamin Mendy, João Cancelo, Laporte and Angelino. Yeah, so they've got lots Who's of... Who's Angelino? Where's he a- Angelino, he used to be a City player and then they sold him and then he had one good season they brought him back. He's a left-back. He's a young left-back. Who's Yao Cancelo? He, uh, they swapped him for Danilo with Juventus. Last. Oh, he's actually good. Yeah. Yeah. Cancelo looks good, but he's he's still getting up to speed, I think. Well, Mark, you actually said on the way here, do you think there's also a bit of um, just overall fatigue? I mean, like if they were to do well this season, that would have been three... Yeah. Three, in a row. three in a row is tough. Like, it doesn't happen very often for like, good How reason. many times did Man United do that? Did they ever do three in a row or did they yeah, ever have like two or three... Twice, yeah? Yeah, but it was more like, it's not so much winning the league three years in a row, it's the pace they set and the way they won the league. So they got 100 points followed by 98. To try and do that again, yeah, that's tough. It's tough. Where this is only Liverpool's second season trying to set that pace. Two and a half, because the second half of the season before last, they also were, since Van Dijk got there, they had an amazing second half of the season then, but yeah, yeah. admittedly. Um, well, they're talking of uh, not being able to keep up runs, Celtic going for their. Ten in a row. Rangers have just gone top of the league. Celtic lost today. Yeah, Celtic lost again. So the season's over in the Scottish League. So, yeah, it looks like yeah. Gerrard's won the They've league. Stop watching the uh, <laughs> SPL. Uh, Durand Defoe scored a hat trick. Yeah, five yeah. 0 Rangers. So they also going to come to the party and spoil the ten years. Um, I think I don't know if I said it on the pod or now I said it to someone. I was like, this season we need to go in looking at Chelsea as more of a mid-table team. That's probably one of the, one of the bigger. Um, well, the worst takes I've had this season already because Chelsea seem to be doing pretty well. I don't know. I think they're going to be up and down. They've won one in their last three Premier Yeah, they're, they're going to be up and down, Chelsea. Yeah, like the, the, what I really like about Chelsea and what I like what Lampard has been doing and did at Derby is he plays pretty free-flowing attacking football, like pretty open. He's maybe not a tactical genius and I don't think they've kept a clean sheet once. Have they? Maybe once. But not really. But you'd take that, wouldn't you? If you're Everyone keeping team sheets. Well, well, there's that as well. As well Even but if Liverpool won. You, you'd take well, it, though, wouldn't you? Liverpool haven't kept a clean sheet really since Alisson got injured. Yeah. Like, I know like everyone put their turn of form around to Van Dijk, but I think Alisson played a big... Oh, massive. The worst thing about it is, like, it's fantasy football-wise. You're like, they, they've, they've played eight Premier League games. They've conceded six. So they're winning these games, but they'll fuck your defenders over in yeah, <laughs> fantasy football because they'll just concede that one and take all the clean sheets away. Yeah, yeah. they conceded one a game, Liverpool. Yeah, which is uh, not great for me. But yeah, that, I think, uh, I wouldn't suggest like eight games in, Chelsea are guaranteed top four at all. I think Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs and Man United, admittedly, all in different places at the moment, all with form problems. But you look at all of those four teams, 
Any one of them, if they just get into a bit of a run, could easily get top four. I don't think anything's written off. You've got Leicester, who, by all accounts, look like they've got probably the, the strongest squad, set, or the, the most settled squad. And uh, I was thinking about like that, that if they're starting 11, how many of them would get into those four teams? The Arsenal's, the Spurs's, the Man United's. Quite a lot of them, really. Tielemans. Would get into their first team. Tielemans would probably get in. Would indeed get in better than some of the whole better than Xhaka. Yeah. Would so. Would Madison get in? Yeah, probably. Would Vardy get in? Like maybe not in the Arsenal team, but he'd get in the United team. Like they've got players who would probably get in those top four sides. So their their first eleven is actually pretty strong. So I, I think that yeah. that's going to be a re- all the way to the end of the season. I can and imagine. To be honest, I, I mean, think my chances are getting in the Man United. Team. <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, and, and the fact that they've got Brendan Rodgers as the manager. I mean, you, last season you kind of found it a bit of an odd one that he went there, you know. I was there. I was saying it was great. You no, were the one. I like. I've always liked Rodgers as a manager. So yeah. The timing was odd when you're on for your treble, treble. Yeah. To to jump out of it so quickly, like it wasn't the move itself. It was the timing of the move because. He burnt his bridges with Celtic. And you're like, well, you could have done that in three months, been a hero, signed a pre-deal with Leicester to say, look, I'll take over in the summer. Who knows the job? Uh, the yeah. job might not have been available. I think when a job like Leicester comes up, when you've got a t- you know, squad like that, and you looked at it and said, a squad of young, probably the, the upcoming England team coming through there, all these other teams in turmoil, I've got an opportunity to go and make a name for myself. Why would I not take I it? Feel like, I feel like Brendan Rodgers at, Celtics, uh, at Celtic goes into his office and sees like some old table that's been there for about 25, 30 years with some ergonomic chair that was there from about 30 years ago and thinking, if I go to Leicester City, the training ground's better, probably. the offices are better, yeah. you know, like... Yeah, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he probably thinks that. I would. I mean, I, I thought it was a good move. I thought it was a good fit. Well, time will tell. We'll see. But his record, he, actually, his managerial record is pretty good. Yeah. And uh, he's playing pretty good football, so... Fair play to them. And it's good for England because Spurs and United aren't exactly helping the England team yeah. right now. Oh, God, uh, Paul went out for uh, Hugo Lloris. Did you see his, oh. arm, his arm? Yeah, they said it was just dislocated. Just that looked like that was yeah. a clean break. No, it was at, it was at the joint. So I, I, when I saw it, I thought, oh, that's he'd be, he'd be unlucky if that was a clean break. But um, I don't know what's worse. I think the dislocation's a bit easier to manage, right? But the thing with dislocations, once it's dislocated... It can keep it dislocating. Sometimes yeah. they say a clean break through better because you can just strap it up essentially let it heal yeah. let it set and be okay so I mean hopefully it'll be okay but I don't know what um, I don't know if there'll be like an effect where you know they just get galvanised saying oh let's do something for our they're, they're, they're all, all, all going to be wearing Laurie's t-shirts RIP yeah but Gazaniga's terrible he's not a good keeper at all I mean that, that that's a real problem we're all experts at football so please Danny diagnose why Spurs aren't doing as well uh, well, so apparently for Tom, no. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he said on TMZ? Uh, yeah. Said. yeah, Twitter said that Vertonghen's been banging Ericsson's wife. No, oh, it's weird one, uh, that whole thing's weird. I, I think you've just got a problem um, where you've got p- players that have been there a long time. There's not been a huge amount of change. The actual match of the day last night, said, I don't know yeah. if you saw it. I thought that was a really good, that was a really smart thing to point out, which is whatever it was five, six years ago when he took the reins, eight of the starting 11 was still in that That's team crazy. then. That's yeah. mad. Like you've got, you're talking five, six year cycle. You just need, you well, just need to freshen things up. About it today at football. One of the guys who plays is quite closely linked with Tottenham. He does quite a lot of uh, behind the scenes stuff. He was on a BT documentary. He's a chef. And uh, uh, well, he he's like sous chef. 
Well, he's a season ticket holder, but he, he does quite a lot. Doesn't of matter. I thought Chris is a season ticket holder, yeah, Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> on the board. He's an owner of the club. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> does quite a lot of, he does quite a lot of the club. He, he doesn't. He work, does. He, he goes there every match. No, but he doesn't work with them. But like, uh, but he he was. He on, keeps like, him on He does a podcast about them. But what he was saying is like, um, he did. Um, yeah, he was chatting to someone at the club who said basically the reason they've lost the dressing room is because of how they treated Danny Rose on deadline day. So Tottenham... Probably. Uh, Daniel Levy told uh, Danny Rose not to turn up to training or, or something on deadline day and then was trying to do a deal to get rid of Danny Rose. Didn't manage to come through. To where? Do you know? I can't remember. Where was Danny Rose I can't linked? remember. I, yeah, who was linked? Uh, it, was, it looked like he was gone on deadline day. It was day. Germany or Italy. It wasn't, wasn't like... That's a, right. It was abroad, yeah. 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 Um, not, um, I can't remember. Not where Mika Richards went, was it? I'm to what, Fiorentina? Yeah. No, it wasn't no, there. No. And it wasn't Atletico, because Trippier went there and is but banging it out there. And apparently, like, since then, the players didn't like that, because they told Danny Rose to stay away from the players. He was not allowed sort of near him. And now a lot of them only have a year left on their contract. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of the players are like, we're gone. So I think there's going to be Big at least Poch, at least Ericsson, potentially Kane all being Real Madrid players in it in 12 well, months. Well, Vertonghen's on his... Uh, Vertonghen and Aldevira are at the end of their yeah, contracts as well. there'll be a lot of those players at Real Madrid next year. So Well, or Man United. Poch, Kane, Man I United. Yeah. I could see it. I, I thought it happened. That was my prediction yeah, last year. Not, Mourinho not, to be sacked and Poch to so, get the job. So Poch doesn't lose any stock in what's going on this season? I don't, I don't think you can. Like, when you, when you no, do what you do, for, when you do what he's done for five years, which was take a team that was nowhere, build it up from, like, build a youth team, basically... Of uh, like young English players, bring in some good signings, train them into like an inch of their life to play in a certain way, get to a Champions League final. All right, they win anything, but play in the way they did, get second place, third place. Ha- ju- you know, because of some issues with not being able to sign players, mm. because of fight- infighting yeah. in the in the um, in between players and whatever. You can't blame the manager for that. And actually, he doesn't want to be there either. Well, I think that's pretty clear. Last he blamed Mourinho last year for the players. <laughs> Man United him fighting and not getting. But Mourinho was a, a cloud in that he he was a he was a massive problem because he was so negative. He was a problem, man. He was the solution. You're looking at but Man he was, now. But he was so negative, and there was and Man United have similar problem. They still have. I mean, to be fair, they had a lot of people that also didn't want to be there, and a few have now gone, and more will go, um, and they're now relying on a lot of young players and an pretty tactically inept unfortunately manager who right idea and he's a winner and all of those things but he's not a ta- mastermind he's not tactically he's no gonna Lampard. He's, <laughs> he's not gonna go and out think some of the other Premier League managers so that's a different problem but I don't think Poch has lost any of his stock at, at all if anything I think it's just allowed him a good window to be like I'm now out like, I'm done this now's the right time to get out I think the moment he said before the Champions League final if we win this I'm leaving yeah. It's, it's a bit like like a relationship the moment you throw out the idea of breaking up yeah. it's never recovered well, we might as well just end it here <laughs> yeah, it's like, as soon as it's out there you can't take your words back yeah. so it's like it's the same in like fighting they say as soon as you mention retirement and you've got retirement in the back of your head it's dangerous then to go in and fight because you think alright time's up here so maybe from the Champions League final the moment he said if we win this I'll probably leave because there's not, nothing more I can do Losing it, 
is there more he could do? I think he probably just realised no. But but this has been going on since January. They've got the worst away. The last away win was Janu- the second week of January this year. So they've not won in twenty two away yeah. games. And then actually they've got the worst second worst record of any team in the top flight in twenty nineteen. And so- I do, but I do think there are like when it comes to the end of the season and there are European Cup runs, it can influence stuff. So. Tottenham could have won an away game if they didn't concentrate on the Champions League. It was like when Man United finished sixth but won the Europa League. It was like, well, they made a, a choice that when the top four became... It was still there. But not in January. Is it not too early in the season to be kind of picking and choosing certain games? Like, you haven't got the wear and tear of the season. You're not halfway through. You no, you're talking about to... last season. You're not talking about now. Uh, well, said, to, last season, season with yeah? Tottenham, the, oh. the Champions League one would have had an effect with, with their... Uh, away record at the end of last year okay. so. I just I just think um, it's funny because Zidane I mean Real Madrid are the top of the leagues by some miracle I don't know only because Atletico and Barca are so bad it's weird that well it's Messi's been injured all season Bernardo. who the fuck are they yeah. Messi, Messi's not he's basically started his first game last week Yeah. Um, so when he, now he's back they'll win again um, Zidane you know, I mean he's not doing a great job at Real Madrid but he'll be fine Um the reality is, man, I don't, I don't know what Man United are going to do with Solskjaer because I think they realise that they've got a guy who probably is not right for them long term. But they can't. I, I think there's no point getting rid of him if you've not got a better plan. And there's clearly bigger problems at United than just Solskjaer. Like, clearly, much bigger problems with the board, with Ed Woodward, with the no, everything, with the players, needs, with everything. He needs more transfer windows, and this it, maybe it's just maybe. Gary Neville keeps going on about it, and he's right. He's like, he had a transfer window where they bought in some players and cleared the load out but didn't replace the ones they cleared so you can't like no matter how bad Sanchez Lukaku was you can't say just removing them from the squad makes the squad better they're not that bad that they've got a negative they just don't have well they probably need to they probably need to do similar to kind of like what Arsenal have done over the last few seasons I don't know if they I don't know if Man United's quite got the money that Man City had where they can just do a total overhaul but the they can buy season. whoever they want. Yeah. The ne- yeah, no, but I'm saying, like, can they buy one like marquee player each each window? Each why would you go there right know. now? Why would you go if you're if you're a marquee guy well, worth eighty million? I think that any people will still go to Man United. Yeah, I mean, to what level? They'll, they'll still go. Yeah, but what level of player will go? Well, that's what if you if you took a top top player, and I'm not talking like a 28, 29 year old who's coming to the end, no, but is still a guy like Pepe. Well, also, we'll come to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, some, no, but someone where, where all the European clubs are after them, he's young, he looks like he's going to be a superstar, like the next up-and-coming guy, is he really, if he's got offers everywhere and everyone's throwing money, is he really going to go, I could go to Man United or I could go to Liverpool and get coached by Klopp or I could go to City and get coached by Pep. Yeah, no, I, I go to Barca you. and I know I'll win stuff. Like, are you going to go to Man United and you might have a few troubling years and maybe play some Europe? It's the downside league. of having a young manager because... Some managers, if you've been there for, like, if you've been managing for 30, 40 years and you've been managing somewhere else, you can convince a player, oh, come and play with me because you've played with me and you have a good relationship. Solskjaer's, who's he managed? Cardiff? Uh, Mulder. Mulder. And that's it. I, think. I don't know if there's any players that he can pinch off of them that he's no. played with that is going to improve it, so... Yeah, but the, I, our I only hope that, is Norway have quite a good youth team, <laughs> so it's our only hope. But I also don't think... But I don't think players move so much for managers anymore. They move for money. And they, they do. You know when you go, why the hell has that player gone? Oh, he used to. He managed him three seasons. What, like Jorginho to Chelsea? Yeah. Or, um, Ibra- well, I mean, the reason Man United got people like Ibrahimovic and uh, and Pogba and at the time was because Mourinho, because he had the clout to bring him in. Yeah. I agree, it's less now, but 
my my biggest problem my big my biggest problem is um is Rashford if Rashford was at like in the last two three years imagine Rashford was at Liverpool instead of playing in place of Mane for example would Rashford be a better player knowing the system knowing that being coached in the way that he has with stability in the last two or three years there than he is at Man United yeah probably because he's got all the ability but he just he looks lost yeah but how many teams have like what is Rashford 21 no he's like he's 23 23. he's 26 he's 26. 26 is he? He's right. and I was Fair like, enough. what other Lingard's twenty six, isn't he? He's, he's yeah. still young potential. <laughs> no, but Rashford's twenty one, so you you asked that question, but how many would Liverpool and Man City be relying on a twenty one year old? No, it's it is it, you you do have a lack of depth, obviously. And having Rashford as I mean, is he your only striker at this point? Yeah. Like Well Martial but he's injured. Martial. But um but then Martial gets played on the wing when they play anyway, doesn't he? So, like, who is twenty one in, in Man City's team? Uh, Rodri? I have no idea. Yeah, like Liverpool's got Alec Trent, who's probably the, the one... Yeah, he's 19, through. isn't he? But like, the, the fact is, we're looking at Rashford to be like, okay, now you've had a few years, you now need to get 30 goals this season. You're like, he's 21 years old. Yeah, but he came on the scene at 17. It's di- like, we always talk about the, the uh, footballer's life cycle, like life cycle, and it, it tends to be like 10 to 12 years. So Rooney, who starts at 16... But even like a Ronaldo at 21 at United wasn't reliable yeah but it's different like, right? Ronaldo's peak was like that's what I mean peaks are so. different so obviously I, I still think Rashford will get better but my point is that in the last 18 months he doesn't look like he's getting any better and this is the age where you should continually see progression Barkley's another good example where he got to a point and you'd expect him to step on he just never did there are players who you go this guy looks like he could be a world beater and he's just not going anywhere Rashford, yeah, to me, looks you, at the moment like that. If you write off players at 21, you, you're going to be losing a lot of big talents. Like, like, well, I don't know. We've, if we're we, waiting since Lingard was 21 for him to come good. But no one, I don't think anyone ever thought Lingard was going to be a big talent. I didn't, though. No. Like, I don't, like, it never was. Like, it, I, think he get, I think he should have a little leeway because he is a youth, like, come through the academy. Andres but. Pereira, he's another Lingard. He's not great. He's not that. good enough. He's not very good. Um, you know who is Matt McTominay have you heard of him uh, (laughs) Alex Gomez great player Um, you you don't really see many players come through academies anymore I think that might be downfall of (laughs) said no one at Chelsea this season well but but, so anyone (laughs) in in terms of did they come through Chelsea's academy or Chelsea's youth (laughs) Uh, loan policies. Yeah. Well, Chelsea arguably, have arguably the loads same of thing. players on loan. They don't, loan they don't have anyone in their academy. Well, yeah, that's a lie because they won the youth cup three years in a row. The youth, like the under 17s youth cup, they won not three years Matt. in a row. <laughs> well, not now, now he's 21. Yeah. But yeah, all of the, all of those players, Tamori, all of those were in the youth setup. Like um, Callum Hudson Odoi, all of them. Uh, the only thing that annoys me, like, um, and uh, Rory said this earlier on. His brother said to him, he goes. It pisses him off that Frank Lampard is already a better manager than Unai Emery. <laughs> like at least Chelsea goes out and they have a way of playing that they want to try um, to. Do they have a way of playing? Well, they Chelsea attack, attacking other than well, attacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least they know what they're doing. Like I don't. Some, I, guess I mean, so. maybe you have to see Arsenal play live, but or play. Yeah, I haven't. Two. I haven't seen a lot of Arsenal. And they just. They what what they do is they thrive on on almost mess and chaos because they've got individual players that have. Good, good quality. We've got Aubameyang, who's just who scores. ridiculous. But you there's know not Arsenal this... are bad because they can't beat Man United. Who? That's true. You know That's Arsenal true. are bad because they can't beat Man United. That's true, like, actually. <laughs> and that, they just, I don't know, like, 
they got another win today, and it's never. I've, I, I can't remember the last time I watched an Arsenal game actually feeling good about it, win or lose. But do you not feel like if you've been playing terribly and you're third in the league, one point behind Man City after eight games, yeah, so the, you've got a good chance of doing well. Bad. No, it's not as bad as it seems as well. But you can you can look at the league table right now and just misdiagnose it, like. Well, like Crystal Palace Crystal and Palace, Fifth. Yeah, Crystal Palace. <laughs> well, no, they, I mean, they're, they're the same on points as Leicester City and um, Chelsea. They're all on 14 points. Like, you can think... Yeah, it's too early in the season. I know, yeah, I know what yeah, you're saying. You know. Yeah, Crystal Palace, last time we did the pot... We're bottom. <laughs> <laughs> but level with Watford or something. It's like... Well, Everton, uh, what are they? 18th, it says? Yeah. Uh, as Marcus... Your your prediction from two years ago, Marco Silva's in oh, trouble. Like I, think he's now in, I think he's now in trouble <laughs> two years later. Is it in danger? He's definitely in trouble. Every manager... At some point, it'll come true, isn't it? No, but like, he's he has been clock. he's really been found out, hasn't he? See, that's what that's what I saw back then. I'd preceded this. I'd seen it, and I was like, he's not a very good manager. I, I just it's funny because he came in at Hull, like where they were they were dire Hull, and he came in and he or they still got relegated, but he like he won them their first game, and he didn't lose a game for like six, and he obviously galvanised them. So someone somewhere yeah, saw that he, and thought. He's... Young Portuguese manager, he's probably the next Mourinho, I'll pick him up. And then like, he's kind of, he went to Watford, did really well, and then all the Everton stuff happened. So someone somewhere has gone, oh, I, think, I think there's something in there with him. But Everton, I, I don't know, he's just, he's just not done it, has he? Since they lost Moyes, they've never been able to cover properly. <laughs> funny funny that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly the same as Man United. Kind of short too early. Ah, the yeah, Moyes no, effect. Yeah. Uh, Used to be the Sam Allardyce effect. Once Sam Allardyce left your club, you got relegated. Now when Moyes leaves your club, you're going to turmoil. Looking at the bottom three, all right, so, so Mark, Watford have three draws, so they've only got three points. You might say they're probably going to get relegated. They're gone. I, I, I think they're gone. After that, you've got Norwich on six points, Everton seven, Southampton seven. they're gone. And they're not gone at all. <laughs> Norwich are not gone. gone at all. The bubble is burst. I, like, I think you, uh, Steve Bruce got a win today, but that's against a bad man. Uh, Newcastle, so. they're, they're, they're not going to do it. They're, what, they're not going if they to up, stay up. If they stay up, it will be because they've finished fourth bottom, not because they've you know got mid-table like a Benitez. So all right, we, they won today. If we today, go through but... the teams that we... Yeah, like, so if we go... Because we've jumped to Newcastle... So we're, we're presuming Everton and Southampton have enough about them. Yeah. I'd like to I mean, well, the, the, the only issue I mean, is Southampton. I'm just taking Yeri which is <laughs> devastating for me because he went down point one, so I had to. The only thing with Southampton, I actually like Hassan Hulu. I like how he talks. I like what he's trying to do, but he's had a really bad record with Southampton. He's done really badly, really. If you think about where they finished last season, this season they're, they're just not doing well. They've lost a lot of games. So that would worry me a little bit. But yeah, Watford looks... I think we kind of still hung up on the Southampton when they were good with Pochettino and then they were a little bit that feeder club. You expect more from them, but they're just not kind of it, it, like, it comes to a point where you can't keep selling your best players. Honestly, yeah. selling... Ta- I know we said about two years ago, but the, when they sold Tadic, I remember I texted you, I cannot believe they've sold Tadic. What are they doing? Like They gave him away for free. He's Ajax's like best player. He nearly got him to a Champions League final last year. And again this year, he scored 10, 15 goals. Just but he, he makes that team tick. He, I think that was a massive loss for Southampton to lose him. He, he just he keeps the ball. But he never, I don't think he actually lived up. Maybe he kept him like above and sort of keep him surviving. But Tadic He's massively underrated for me, Tadic. I think he's brilliant. Fringes, but I don't yeah. think he's as good. Maybe he's just not suited for the Premier League. Well, in what way? He, he got like eleven assists on one in one season, elevating them to a point where they're going to be, or him getting to a point where he's going to be noticed as being a, a player that can go to big clubs. 
Well, like well he went to a Champions League, League club. You know, yeah, afterwards, yeah, but I'm talking about yeah. Premier League-wise. And maybe it's just not safe Santi Cazorla's gone back to Spain and just had Santi Cazorla's just been called up to the Spain squad for the Euros. Santi Cazorla's been the best player in La Liga this and season. And I always thought it's he crazy. was drastically overrated at Arsenal. It's crazy how yeah. good he's been. Oh, it's, it's crazy how good he's been. Like you can't. What's he? Thirty-eight. I, I've watched uh, two of Villarreal's games. Think he's quite 30, no, I think he might be thirty-eight. <laughs> but genuinely, I think he might be in his late thirties. Yeah. I, I don't actually know. I'm going to look it up. Well, Aston Villa, if they keep getting five five goals uh, in a game or anywhere close to that, they're going to stay up. All right, that he's, 30, he's thirty-five. Well. I take it back. He's thirty-five. Yeah, there you go. Still. I don't know if Arsenal could score five goals in a game. I don't know if Man United could score. Well, five Arsenal goals could in definitely. Sc- you've got Lacazette, Aubameyang, you've got Pepe. You, you could definitely score no, five goals. Not in what game. he's doing now. <laughs> yeah, he'll, well, he'll get the penalties. He'll get the penalties. Pepe does not look very good. I disagree. I think you need to give him time. So that was the question. No, about what, all talk you, see wait, Mark, Danny, Danny, you either disagree or you need to give him time. It's one or the other. You can't just say, "Ah, oh, he looks great," but you need to give him time. This no, I, I, I think he's not. He's not had a brilliant start, but I don't think he's been awful. And I think if you give him a bit of time to get used to the oh, pace of the league, he'll be fine. As it stands, he's not been. As very it good. stands, the, the question I raised of will Walcott be, be remembered as a better player? is looking like a, a fair question. From it, someone who doesn't want to write off a 21-year-old, <laughs> Marcus Rashford, who's had four seasons in the Premier League and doing a worse well, job. When you see um, Baka, Baka Sakioko coming, and look Sako. at Sako, Sako, Bakayako. There's a season him, ticket holder right there. <laughs> when you see him come in and looking much he better than good. Pepe, he, he looks look good. really, really good. Yeah. So good, so promising. Like, um, we just need to... Bukayo Saka. Bukayo Saka. Yeah. That's what I said, though. 18 years old. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Thank you for repeating what I said. (laughs) Um, Arsenal are just going to consistently have an issue with um, having Xhaka in our side. And I feel so sorry for him. As someone that really hates and despises watching him play football, I feel so sorry for him because... For Xhaka? For Xhaka. How can you feel sorry for that guy? Because he's been put in a position where he's getting set up to fail. Like, all the fans hate him. Well, he's been made captain, so he's obviously going to be exactly. going to leave the club at the end like, of the season. There was ever, since he's been made this official captain or whatever the fuck Unai Emery was doing, one of five, right? One he of said, five, I've got but five. He's captains. like number one, I guess. Yeah. Ever since he's done that, the resentment towards him from fans has got even worse. Like today, when they was announcing him, he, uh, the fans booed him because he shouldn't be a starter because he's not good enough. Yeah, but that's why I feel sorry for him because Unai Emery, this is his <laughs> first guy on the team sheet, making him captain of fucking Arsenal, like. If you're going to pick these five captains, just pick anyone. It, at this point, it doesn't actually matter. Like, pick players that are actually going to do well. Guendouzi is starting to look excellent. Uh, um, who would, who would you pick then? Who would you if not? Torreira. But he's, Torre- not even a he's not even a starter, and he's played. He played a handful yeah, of games last starting. season. I, your problem is you've got no settled players anywhere. He really. hasn't found this outside of Abamyang. Outside, well, ironically, <laughs> Jacker plays, but he shouldn't have. But outside of like Abamyang, who or Lacazette or someone who would normally play when they're certainly when they're fit, but you, you can't really make them captain because I don't think they're quite. They're probably not captain. Material. But do you not think this is this is Emery's second season at the club that he at this point should be able to know his starting? He should. Own. Yeah, he should. That's the problem. No, I, I agree with you. That? I agree with you, and I, I still think there's a massive. Tra- um, Translation barrier with him, right? Like you know, good evening. Who was it? Um, if I think it was Saka. Actually, they did a they did an interview with him, and he was laughing about how it's not. They were saying, "Oh, what did Emery say to him?" He just said, "I have no idea." <laughs> <laughs> what did he say to you before the game? No idea. I just went out there and played. See, but, and the, his decision making is weird because 
Obviously, we bought Tierney, who looks to be a pretty decent player. He's, Tierney's a good player. I have, I, have, I have no faith in the fact that he's going to pick him in his starting eleven over Kolasinac, who's dog shit as well. Well, I, I, I'd hope he would. I think he will. He's you got the number three. Sh- he's got the number three shirt. You, you kind of assume he's going to be numbers a starter. Are weird. They're, what, they're, what they're doing with numbers these days is like Bakayoko. That's weird. Andy Carroll's number seven. Yeah, Bakayoko <laughs> is like seventy-seven. Uh, who? Bakasako Bakayoko. Because <laughs> yeah, he was a youth youth yeah. player at yeah, the start Trent of the Alexander's season. Alexander's 66. Like, all these numbers, that there's, there's, I think today on Arsenal's team sheet, there was, uh, I think, five players under 70, like the number shows like 17 or 30 or something like that. Everything else is just these ridiculously high numbers. That's funny. But, um, I want to look at that. Really? Yeah, but I think it's just like, it, it seems to be what's happening with a lot You're of right, actually. Look at your, your back line. You've got Kalasanak, number 31. Yeah. David Luiz, number 23. Callum Chambers, number 21. Then you've got Gwenduzi, 29. Xhaka, 34. Saka, 77. And then you've got some normal ones. It's Pepe yeah. and Ceballos. Just and... make it like rugby and just, um, just, keep, it, yeah. just whoever's just starting line up, just do it like that. Well, yeah, I think it's more for shirts, though, isn't it? Yeah, and then you can't yeah, you can't shell true. a fourteen Aubameyang shirt if someone else is going to wear yeah. it. Yeah. And the R nine trainer doesn't look as good <laughs> if, he, if, he if someone else is wearing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, good idea, though. There you go. Should we talk about the England squad? Yeah, let's talk about the, oh, I thought it was about the well, rugby squad. Well, we yeah, talk let's about talk about the England squad. Have you actually seen it? What the rugby? No, the England squad. I have not. Answer. Please go so ahead. The I saw most Messi Lingard has been dropped out. Yeah, and uh, well, Ali. He's done well for England, strangely enough. No, but Ali's been dropped as well. But um, the, is Ali uh, even fit? Has he been yeah, well, he's been on the. He, oh, he was on. The, he was benched against Brighton, but he did play the game before that. Um, the thing, the, the most annoying thing about is Madison this, in there. Yeah, Madison's finally in. Ryan um, Fraser, fingers crossed. He's Scottish. <laughs> um, the the uh, annoyingly the stupidest thing about it when I was looking for the squad. Um, Porn came up. Something <laughs> <laughs> like when that happens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's finished. Uh, FA. <laughs> what was that? It was like a phone in thing, wasn't it? it was, yeah, it was age. Yeah, it was a phone. Ages ago. So anyway, everyone on Twitter is trying to do it, but yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, no. So the FA tweeted like, oh, "Here's our team," and you know how like all the all the national um, national comp. Uh, countries they when they do it they show like oh defenders are this our midfielders are this England decided to tweet it in alphabetical order I was going through I'm like I have no idea what squad we've got here because I'm like okay we've got Abraham okay that's interesting and then I'm like oh that's a striker and yeah. then next to it is like a defender and, it, and I'm like I can't work out what our squad but is but that's what they usually do on the BBC website yeah but don't you just normally go in and say Who's missing? Because I want to be outraged by saying this person. <laughs> no, what I wanted to do. That, that's what always happens every squad announcement. Is you look for the player who's not been picked. Yeah. And say I can't believe and Southgate then, hasn't picked this player. <laughs> and then write some titles about it. Yeah. But no, what I, what I realized I did. I didn't realize I'd do it until I was looking at that list. What I must do in my head is go. Oh, how many midfielders have we got? How many strikers have we got? Have we what cover have we got in all the positions? And I started like writing it out and going. All right, we got two left backs, two right backs, two like four centre backs. That makes sense. Midfield, and I'm like, we've got seven. We've got seven strikers in that squad. We've got seven forward players in that. I was, go I was going go through it, thinking, this is madness. How have we got? Who's the squad then? Or who's the bigger missions? Uh, well, so Lingard, Ali, Carl uh, Walker's not in it. That's okay by me. But forwards, so you've got Tammy Abraham, you've got Rashford, you've got Wilson, you've got Kane, you've got Sancho, and you've got Sterling. Has Kane play- recovered from the Columbia game? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he has ever, has he? <laughs> uh, I don't know. He's, he's, he's played all right for England. He played all right in the um, uh, Nations League. So 
scores a few penalties. Yeah. That's what he does. Exactly. But that to me just feels like and then and then well, you look at the, the, you look at the midfield yeah. and out you take Madison out of that midfield who Don't he, take him out because he's part well, of the Well if he does no no as in, in the if he doesn't yeah. play as in the starting lineup. You're talking about Winks, Rice, Henderson, Delph, Barkley and Mount. Where's like How's Delph going? Well, exactly. Well. What's Delph doing I've in the squad? Fabian Del- Delph has had two been, two appearances for Everton this season. He's been hustling fucking football <laughs> managers for years. It's the, he's the modern day Gareth Barry. Yeah. I I just, every squad, Gareth Barry would be ahead of Carrick. And oh. I just couldn't believe it. The whole thing just makes no sense at all. So I was looking at it thinking... At least Eric Dyer's not in it. God. Well, yeah. Then you just have another defensive midfielder. But from going to a place where we in the World Cup we had like no strong defensive midfielders, is that right? Let's just get loads of defensive midfielders that aren't that creative. Well, if you can have Mount and Madison, though, hopefully. But Madison was in the squad last time. But and you, you can get play Sancho as a right mid. Uh, well, the, the, if Southgate plays his formation that he plays, either his five-three-two or his. Five, uh, yeah. four, four, uh, four, three, well, three. Then Sancho is always going to play well, right wing. You'll have Declan Rice in front of the back. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it, it kind of picks right, maybe Winks, but you you have Rice in there for sure. Probably Henderson um, in there, and then one of all the others. Hopefully, I'd, I'd put Madison or Mount. But you you're going to have Kane, Sterling, and Sancho. Surely, they've been so strong that front three. Yeah. The two wing, two yeah. on the wing with Kane in the middle. So then you look at Abraham, Rashford and Wilson and think, well, you've not got that much chance of you three, but maybe... Should Abraham be ahead of Kane? No. If you're going on form? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I, even if you went on form, goals-wise, goals yeah, Kane actually hasn't... He's scored a few goals this season. Harry Kane's captain, though, so you can't take him out. What are the defenders? Um, well, the centre-backs yeah. worry me, but, I mean... The, the, I think we're... <laughs> oh, see, that's why we said... Fireworks, fireworks and a barking dog. Wait, you have to pause it. Just carry on. Yeah. So the uh, the wing backs, the wing backs are exactly as you'd expect. If you would name f- two left backs and two right backs from England, who would they be? Carl uh, Walker. No, nope. not in the team. Ashley Young. <laughs> not in the team. Aaron Wan Bissaka. Injured. All right. This is a good game. I'm looking at the squad. This is a good game. Obviously, Rosen, uh, Rosen Trippier. And then Chilwell and Trent Alexander-Arnold. So you've got your two left backs, two right backs. Oh, not getting trippier. Really? I don't know. He's been brilliant for Atletico this season. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sure. I'm sure. But it's like even though they drew today, fucked my accumulator today. But um, yeah, dickheads. Um, They're still in the league. I kind of think if you you know like even though we've got you've got kind of like a, this uh, lack of quality midfield wise. Do you not think there should be space? I feel stupid even saying this, but for some Phil like Foden. James Milner, Phil Foden. <laughs> yeah, fill it with Foden. No, we'd like for James Milner or something. You know, like Liverpool are doing so well, it's hard to deny. Did you see um, Milner's pass for Mane? Yeah, quality. Yeah. Top quality. Quality. It's probably because I saw it today, I'm saying that. Oh, right. But it's like, you know, we if we've got Madison, we've got whoever else in midfield, it doesn't seem that... Madison, Barkley and Mount are our creative three, basically. At this point, I'd rather... We only need a James Milner and the Barkley. Let's put this in perspective. We only need a point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's be honest. This we're playing Czech Republic and Bulgaria again, who are the worst teams well, in history. Like, maybe, one point. Maybe, yeah. maybe we're projecting here a little bit and talking about all right players that you want to uh, England players that you want in a big competition and things yeah. like that. Like, I don't know why we're going for some of these midfielders when Liverpool have two. English midfielders and they're absolutely thriving. Milner there doesn't, has to be he to doesn't do play that. every game though, Milner. But I agree with you, Milner's a great player, but he's hardly going to be... You Milner know, over Delph. 
so agreed. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick Delph. If you're gonna pick Age, fine, go for Milner. But I, what he Southgate's always been trying to do, at least the reason he doesn't pick Walker, for example, is he'll go youth over not youth if he's got a choice and they're close. He cancels out picking Delph. Now, yeah, but he hasn't done that before. That's why it's that's why everyone's sort of going, what on earth going on? Why? Where's Lingard and Ali? Why are you picking Delph? We don't need him. We've do got. That, do you reckon there's like a a strong DNI policy in England that England set up? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But um, anyway, I thought it was interesting. What's DNI? Um, Diversity and inclusivity. And isn't spelled. D and I. Oh, and I. Do not. What is that? Good. Um, should we go to my game? Your game? Oh, right. We've got plenty of other stuff to get. Alright, go on then. Game. That's 40 minutes in, I'm thinking. Are we? Oh, yeah, right. we've been yeah, yeah. yattering on. Alright, let's go to your game. Um, well done to the other Premier League teams that won this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Name one of them. Uh, Chelsea? <laughs> yeah, they won today. We did yeah. talk about Chelsea. Uh, is there anything else anyone you wanted to talk about? No, Any no, no, we're all good. Uh, cool. So, um, should we just do the results then? <laughs> I had a game and well, then uh, I yeah, changed it. Ones to watch. There you go. Good stuff. Uh, Trossard will be back next game. Oh, I love that guy. Do you know we went all that about saying that Aston Villa beat Norwich 5 1? And they scored five goals and John McGinn got nothing. No assists, no got outraged. <sighs> Never mind. Grealish looked good. Grealish looked really good. It's hard to tell. Could he get in the England team? Grealish. What no. does he need to do? He kind of, you know, he's captain of that Villa team. He's bossing the midfields in the yeah, Premier League. Yeah. One of my my things about inserting too many new players, I think you should have a handful of new players, but we're getting to the point where we've only got a handful of games before. No, you have to have a proper so squad. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, yeah. let's, let's not get yeah. into this. Callum Hudson-Odoi will get in that team as well, probably soon. Mm. Anyway, strategy. Um, so I changed, my game was going to be... Um, are different, but today, after watching the Man United game, there were uh, two brothers playing. The Longstaff, the Longstaff. Longstaff brothers. Uh, did you see the interview after the game? Did not. We it was really good. Actually, it was excellent. He was just like he was just chuffed. He couldn't Is stop he smiling. Yeah, they're both Geordies, and they just couldn't stop smiling. They were talking about how they played football together and they were young Fuck. and blah blah. <laughs> anyway, got me. So it it got me thinking about the game, and I thought footballing brothers, footballing brothers, yeah. and uh, I thought, why don't we do a quiz on footballing brothers? Because there are actually loads of them in history, and I found a quiz that um, history. I'm out. I didn't do that well on, so I thought neither of you two are going to do that well on. So um, it's an online quiz. There's ten questions. Alright. Yeah, I told you. I found. I mean, they only played three hours ago, so I didn't. I didn't invent the questions myself. Um, I say, you know, it's going to be tough. Alright, let's go. Let's There's go. ten questions. Um you can so just tell me what you think I've and done we'll this, score. By the way. I feel like we've done this. No no, you did a game where I, I thought about this. You did a game where it was about nationalities of brothers and ones where they played for a different nationality. Oh okay. Do you remember like the Burteng brothers? Anyway. Burteng. It's not the answer. Twins. Alright. Right, question number one. Usually one's a gimme, so Which of the De Boer twins won the most international caps, Frank or Ronald? Is this, uh, you're just asking us both? Yeah, both. Uh, well, uh, well, yeah. Well, you so, I mean, it's, it, it's 50-50. Yeah, but we can pick the same one. Yeah. Should we just write it down? Well, I'm, I was going to count on my hands, but it's only 10 no, questions. But, but whoever, well, well I know, because if I go ahead, I might as well just say every answer he says. Oh, okay. 
Pardon. And there's me thinking you might play like properly, but no. You, the biggest or- cheater. Already, yeah. plan- already planning You're to cheat. Me. All right. So who's it, Frank and who? Which of the DeBoer... <laughs> <laughs> Ronald DeBoer or Frank DeBoer? Who won the most international caps? Uh, Have you written down your answer? Chris, who's your answer? I've got Frank. Both got Frank. Both put Frank. Talk to Frank. That is correct. Frank took... uh, 112 versus 67 for his brother. (laughs) One each. Which Neville had the most career goals? Gary or Phil? All right. Mark, what's your answer? Philip. I got Phil. It was, I believe. It was Philip. He scored 13 times. Trick question. And Gary only scored seven. Not really. Well, he played in midfield more. 2-2. Two, two. Which sets of these brothers has the most combined international caps? The Loudrops or the Torres? International caps. International caps. <clears throat> the Loudrops or the Torres? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. That wasn't know. a clue, by the way. I was just singing. Uh, who are you going for? I've got the loud drops. Loud drops. The answer was the Torres. Oh. 213 Ivory Coast appearances. It was a clue. <laughs> Whereas uh, they only had 186 for Denmark, the loud drops. Uh, to each. Which... You won't get this one, by the way. Uh, which... Right, so 50-50. Uh, this isn't. This is a three, three answers. Oh. Which of the Wallace triumvirate because there are three of them, commanded the biggest transfer fee during their career. Rod Wallace, Ray Wallace, or Danny Wallace? Did you take the... That was actually my... I thought we had to guess their names. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure I remembered someone oh, called that. Yeah, there was a Danny Wallace. So which yeah. of the three actually, the commanded the biggest transfer fee? Rod, Ray, or Danny? They're in the early 90s. I think Leeds one of them played for. Why not? Who are you going for? I've got Danny. Who have you gone for? I've got Ray. The answer is... Rod. Rod. <laughs> Signed for Leeds United for 1.6 million in 1991. You said we won't get it, so I thought, oh, we've got to guess the names. So I'm pretty sure it was at Danny Wallace. Oh, that's a good guess, though, but uh, still 2-2. Which of these pairs played the most combined English league games? Was it the Nevilles or the Charltons? Jack and Bobby or Phil and Gary? Most league games. Most English league games. Mm. That is good. Maybe we'll differ in answers. Here. Yeah, this feels like there might be a deviation. Chris? Uh, I've gone for the Nevilles. Oh, so have I. I think the answer is, and it is the Charltons. Yeah. Bobby and Jack romp home. 1,273 versus 95, no, no, uh, 905. So quite 300 more appearances. The Nevilles came in really young. And yeah, but the Bobby too. Charlton's got every record going. Anyway, and Was so the Jack Charlton. back then? No, they just played, they both played till they're in their like late 30s, didn't they? Anyway, uh, question six, still 2 What's 2. The score? 2 2. Which Hunt has scored the most goals, Stephen or Noel? Gone. I got mine. Mark? Noel. I got Noel. Oh, come on, get something different. Correct, it is Noel. Stephen the younger of. Him, Noel Hunt was uh, Reading and he bagged the most goals. Stephen Hunt's a defender, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, three, three. Three, three questions left. It's over and under time. Do you reckon that online quiz has got a tiebreaker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've actually got a tiebreaker from a different game, which we can use. Yeah. How many Brazil caps do Fabio and Rafael da Silva have between them? Is it fewer than five, more than five, or exactly five? Fabio and Rafael, the uh, 
Man United fullback twins. Gone. What have you gone for, Chris? I've gone for fewer. I've gone for exactly. The answer is fewer than five. Is it four? They can only muster four caps between them. Boom! Look at that knowledge. Neither have played since 2012 for their national team. That was so, three and one as well. I think one, one and above has only got one cap. Yeah, so Chris takes a 3-2 lead. Two Look questions to go. Which Ferdinand brother... some things my brain keeps in its head. Which Ferdinand brother has scored the most goals for West Ham? Anton or Rio? Tough one. I've got it. Mark, who have you gone for? Anton. I've gone for Rio. The answer's Anton. He scored five. Oh, Rio only scored two. It's funny what my brain keeps doing. <laughs> well, this isn't good news because we're on... Well, we got, oh, no, we're question nine. So it's nine and ten. So still two. We've got a chance. Three, three. Which of these Amiobis has more England under 21 goals? Shola or Sammy? Why? Under 21s. Mm. Chris, what's your answer? I've gone for Sammy Amiobi. I've gone Shola. The answer is Shola Amiobi. Oh, I feel like Shola was in the under 21s till he was about 33. <laughs> I think he was. Shola Amiobi, he was a rising star. One question left. One question left. Oh, look, it's a Bertang question. Uh, oh, this is actually funny. Which Bertang brother has the most international caps? Kevin Prince or Jerome? All right. Chris. It's four three to mark. You need oh, you need to get this to tie for a tiebreaker, Chris. Oh. Who you get, or you lose? Which Bertan brother has the most international caps? Kevin Prince. I've gone Kevin. It's Jerome. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, the Jerome Bertan, the German defender. Yeah, but I thought he would have been in and out of the German team, where Kevin would have been always in. <laughs> like, yeah, that's maybe. What I was um, either way, Mark wins four three. Congratulations. Mark, um, it says anything under a five out of ten. You don't know your no. your footballing brothers, so there you go. You don't know them. You don't know me. Good. Go Mark ahead. takes the win again. Do you want to know what? Oh, you don't have a time. I didn't. But I, no. Didn't, I didn't need it. Didn't, didn't need, need it. it. I knew. I knew he wouldn't need it. Didn't need it. Should we go to the Champions League draft? Yeah. Are you going to be able to explain it? Yeah, because I looked at the, the sheet and there's just numbers everywhere. I don't know what's going yeah. on, but please explain I'm very it. I'm Excel, have you noticed? I'm flying. Whatever your score, scoring method is, I'm smashing you both. So the Champions League draft, at the beginning of the season, we picked four teams each from all the teams competing in the Champions League draft in a draft-style uh, format. <clears throat> we get points for certain things. So five points for a win, uh, 1.4 draw. You get two points for a goal, minus one for conceding. You get 10 points if they make it to the last 16, 15 for the quarters, 20 for the semis, 25 for the finals, and the winner gets 30 points. Uh, after each round, even though we missed a week, so we're just going to carry on, we get to switch out a team if we want. Oh, yeah. In that order. Of course. And it goes by whoever got the least amount of points to the most amount of points. Make sense? It does make sense, yeah. So, Danny is currently on 73 points, winning. I mean, thanks very much, Tottenham, for that. That's I had Bayern Munich, so yeah. that helps a lot. Uh, Mark is second with 42 points after two rounds, and I am last with 30 points. Um, Danny won the first round with 27. He got 46 the second round. Good. Mark got 26 the first round. He got 16 the second. 
I got four the first round. I'm just going to take his word. word that yeah, I mean, I guess so. I have no idea what the score is. Based, based on my sure. system, then yes. Oh, but I can see it in the thing. One plus one plus five plus so You put it in the thing. Good, yeah. perfect. Do you think I would give myself four points in a round? No. There you go. And yeah. Maybe he's hustling. Got three. Yeah, he's hustling <laughs> us. Yeah. And 26 the second round. So... To be fair, you did pick Lille, and we did tell you that was a stupid pick. Mm. Yeah, I was. You, you know, was a you left pun, Real Madrid yeah. and Ajax out, and you picked Lille. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so I, on thirty points last, I get to make my change to the team. Mm-hmm. I think I'm out of the. Let's. Uh, Lille's gone. Oh, oh shocker! Really? Shock. Shock. And I'm going to put Ajax in. <laughs> Shock. Yeah. Okay. Boom. There you go. So that means Mark gets to pick. There's quite a lot of teams that's still in the competition. <laughs> yes, because no one's out yet. No one is out. Yes, correct. Then very good. Um, <clears throat> Mark, would you like to change one of your teams? Well, now Lille's available. Let's see, let's see. <laughs> let's see who's there. So Mark, you've got Liverpool, PSG, Leipzig, and Napoli. See, I'm going to try and think tactically here because now. That's now, so I'm looking at. Because yeah. now is the double double game week. The double header, yeah. yeah. You play the same so team who's twice. Who's the worst team in the in the group? Yeah, it's a good, so, good question. You've got Barcelona playing Prague. Well, I'm glad they've got PSG because they're playing Club Bruges. Club so, Bruges are all right. They should have beaten Real Madrid. They've got some good players. So who's Lille playing? It's Bayern that have the easy game. Lille are playing. Um, uh, who are Lille playing? To be honest, I'm gonna probably stay. Oh, they're, they're playing Valencia. Well, Real Madrid have Isn't it funny that we uh, none of us picked Real Madrid and they're doing awfully? It's like we knew. Yeah, very good. I don't think we're like geniuses for that. I think you could see Real Madrid struggling a mile off. True. Hazard isn't like consistent enough to like rely on. Have you watched much of the Champions League? Champions uh, League, a bit. I watched a few of the games. Yeah. yeah. I tend to get home in time for the second half of stuff. What, the first game or the second? Because they split them, don't they? Yeah, no, the second. I never, I never get the first game. I need to find a steady stream in. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, you, st- you haven't got BT Sport. You need to get. No. Right, Mark, go on. Quick games, quick game. Are you changing? Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm going to. I think I'm going to. S- Come on, Mark. Uh, this is shit radio. I'm going to. I said I'm going to stay. Go on. Oh, go on, Mark. Uh, Dan, do you sure you don't want to swap your Napoli for Salzburg? The new Haaland, the new king of uh, king of Norway, actually. Hey, maybe Haaland will come to Man United. He scored like nine hat-tricks already this season. It didn't come out today and said he's sick of being linked with Man United. Really? <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, there you go. I'll just, I've said it again. You're welcome, Haaland. And if you've got a problem, take it up with Roy Keane. Uh, right, I'm going to stick, obviously, because these four teams I'm not going to change until probably the semi-final stage. Even Leon. Yeah, Leon got a great team. Memphis to pay. Watch, he's Man. tearing things up. As soon as they leave Man United, they play well. Honestly, he's been he's been incredible. Yeah. There you go. All right, so I'm sure that was shit listening for all of you, but fun for us. You know the other thing we haven't done: results league and fantasy football. Well, it's just going to go to that. Right. So, we'll, what would you want to do first, fantasy football? Sure. So I'm going to have the most this week with 43 points, right? Yeah, and I'm on 42. And that means you're last. Gutted. So I get to make the transfer. 
Unfortunately, Danny's put me in a bit of a precarious situation. I'll be honest, that, that De Bruyne transfer was not ideal. Um, I did it at the start of the week thinking, otherwise I'll forget, I'll do it now. And then obviously he got injured. So, yeah, uh, no yeah so thank you for that. Um, but if we just have a quick look at the players available, because that's what I'm doing so right while now. you're looking, yep. just to let people know, the all-talk team is back to bottom after that. It ah. had briefly gone above a few people in the league. Let's call them out. Uh, <laughs> Who was it? Although it may jump up again now. Yeah, it's going to go above David Omodiba. Omo. <laughs> Help me out here, then. Omo. Good... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce that. Omo Diagi. Something like that. Who's that? Uh, what, uh, FC uh, Strongest. David. FC. Sako F- Bakayoko. <laughs> yeah. On the FC Strongest. FC Please, uh, he's not having a great season. I'm <laughs> Please, be David, tweet at us. What NYGFC is also not that's, having a great that's season. Also in danger of being levelish with the. What? Where's levelish? Part of me, ta- part of me feels like these two are not playing the game because they've not done transfers for a number of weeks now, and half their team are injured. So half their team, they're the full team, just loads of one points. Right. Anyway. They've actually got Tarkovsky coming off the bench for nine for FC Strongest. Oh, nice. Anyway, um, Chris, have you picked who your player? Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to do a like for like change and I'm going to take Come on, Chris. That, the Bruyne out and I'm going to put Mares in. You're taking De Bruyne out? He'll be back after the thingy. No, he won't. Of course he will. He's out for weeks. No, he's not. He, they, he might even play for Belgium. He probably won't. But he'll definitely be back. All right. I'll, Watch Mares not playing. I'm not going to do that week. then. No, let me change my mind. No, no, no. It's your let me change yeah, yeah. my mind. No, I'm going to do it. Right. Good. Put Mares in. Boom. Right. Made that transfer. Play free hit? No. Right. Results? Results lead. Go for it, Danny. Um, so, uh, I did fix it. Fix the sheet so it's now working. Uh, obviously, we missed last week, so if we go back to game week seven, um, Chris, you had Leicester to beat Newcastle 2 1 and they won 5 0. Uh, so you got a point, yep. Uh, but they were at home, so just the one. Nice. I had Man City to beat Everton 4 1 and they won 3 1, so I got a point and a bonus because they were playing away. Uh, and Mark, you had Wolves to beat Watford 2 1, but I think they ended 2 0, so you got one point there. I've hit the post a few times. Yeah. Oh, well, 4-1 away and to get 3-1 away is pretty unlucky. But um, Right, it's about it's the same luck. Uh, Chris, this week you went for Villa to beat Norwich, which was a great shout. Unfortunately, you only went 2-1. So you get uh, one point and a bonus for it being an away game. Put them deuces up, baby. I went for Sheffield United to beat Watford away. Um, partly because I need to pick Sheffield United at some point and partly because Watford felt like a good time to pick them. Uh, nil point because it finished nil nil, and Mark um, went for Newcastle to beat Man United two one, which was an inspired decision. Um, I thought we've, we've got pick, pick teams to lose. I might as well pick Man United now while they're. Yeah. Can I ask a question about this 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 table? Yeah. Last season on the pivot table it showed us a list of teams that we picked. Why is that not happening? So if you go to yeah. one called team list, yeah, you'll see how many times you've picked each team. Oh, it looks good. different now. It's fucking hard to read. 
It will go red when it's got two in there. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's good. Oh, I like that. Have you just been doing that now? Yeah. All right. Good. Glad you're listening. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so, that quick. And, uh, oh, and so, so the that's score... how many times we pick them to win. Yeah. Yeah. The score, and we'll do the ones to lose. The scores on the doors, which Mark has just done, which is demoralising. Uh, Mark somehow is on twelve points. Yeah, I've got most weeks right, and then and a couple of act, correct actuals. Uh, I'm on six, halfway, and then Chris is one behind me on five. You know, I'm just happy to get some wins because I had a rough start to the season. He did. He did. Well, also Mark's not doing a stupid thing where he picks silly results and people to win, so he's actually playing serious. Um, good. Yeah. Uh, have we picked next week's? We haven't picked next week's, but we can do. Well, it's an international week, so should we wait until? No. All right. Who are you picking then? No, you go for it then. Uh, cool. Well, uh, Man United are playing Liverpool on the Sunday. So, as Mark said, you've got to pick a team to lose when they're not playing well. And you can only pick Liverpool once, and I'd like the away points. So, I'm going to go for Liverpool to beat Man United at Old Trafford, demoralisingly. Um, I don't think, I think it'll be closer than normal, but I'm going to go 3-1. Interesting. Yeah. Go for your one, Mark. Why, are you still thinking? Yep. Come on, I tried to talk enough that you gave you enough time. Well, I'm actually going to do this the other way around. Okay. I'm actually going to do Man United to beat Liverpool. Interesting. After losing to Newcastle, I think they're going to go away. Oli's going to get them rolled up. Pogba will be back. There'll be be a fresh Man United team, seeing as none of them can get in their international squads. (laughs) So we were... So they won't have played for two weeks, so I'm going to do Man United to beat Liverpool. 5-0. It's going to be a big one here, but it'll be 1-0. <laughs> Good. Chris, have we done enough talking to allow you to pick a team yet? Yeah, I'm just checking if I pick Sheffield United to lose. How many times do we have to pick a team once? Once. Ah, I've already picked them once. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. There's no limit to how many times you can pick a team to lose. Yeah, but it's just thinking ahead in at the end of the season. But um, I'm going to go for the Monday night fixture. I'm yep. going to go for it's Sheffield United and Arsenal away. I'm going to pick Arsenal to beat Sheffield United. Huh? I'm going to pick them. What just happened? That was me. I was checking if I had picked Liverpool before. Ah. Okay, sorry. I'm going to oh. pick Arsenal to beat Sheffield United and I'm going to say 3-1. 3-1. Ah, should I do 3-1? Say it. Done it? 3-1 yeah. away from home. Yeah. Good. Let's get them away fixtures in. It's locked in. Boom. See, because Arsenal just concede every freaking game, except for today. Everyone concedes every game. That's true. Good point. Good maths. Right. Um, what was left on your list? That's it, we've done everything. Front three, back, three back, four. back four. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you go first? You never go first. Uh, do you know what? I will. Thank you. Um, in my front three this week is... Thomas Cook Travellers. Because this weekend, I think today, uh, is the last of the remaining people that have been left stranded abroad. So they're looking at um, Sunday today, they're going to return 150,000 people home. That's incredible. I didn't didn't realise the scope of how many people were left astray when they were travelling. I think they said there was 360 thousand people 
Bookings were cancelled, eh? I mean, it was pretty unfortunate timing that it was summer holidays. Mm. It could have found a better time of year to go bust. Yeah, well, I don't know how this kind of stuff works, but it's quite incredible, but sadly for Thomas Cook, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The Civil Aviation Authority had done this plan, which they called the uh, Operation Matterhorn Plan. So they were going to bring back, I think, uh, 24 flights uh, today would bring everyone back home. So good for them. Isn't the Matterhorn a mountain in America? Let's get bringing that many people home is a big mountain to climb then. Oh, I like that. You I get just it? set them up, you just knock them out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> they, over, overall, they did more than 700 flights over two weeks. Fucking delays must have been a nightmare yeah. in most airports. Yeah. But um, thank God I'm too poor to go away. Tom, uh, but I, I don't even... Do you know what happened with Thomas Cook? Because they were like... Apparently they said it was... They went bust. Yeah, oh, but by bust a, we, haven't got ti- <laughs> we, haven't, <laughs> we haven't got time in the pod to go into it, Chris. They went bust. So we need to know. Three billion in the black hole. Yeah. Um, in my back four this week is um, women's athletics. Or I should say rather... The mixed gender athletics. Because did you know that the um, the you know it's the World Athletics Championship? Yeah, I've been week. watching it. They're really got, good. Did you know they've got a no, no? Did you know they've got a mixed relays? I saw them. No. Relays, yeah. yeah, they've got mixed relays. Really? The thing is, they uh, they they had done like. How did I miss that? Um, nearly every team had done like, I think like the guys run the girls. Well, you run. you you took them yeah. through my point, so. Um, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Go on, Chris. Most Thank God do... you went first. Yeah. Well, the reason why the reason why it was a bit of big big news is because there was a clip going viral of a Polish woman getting absolutely skinned yeah. by um, one of the male runners because, like Mark was about to say, it's a general format that the teams pick. Is they start with a man, they do woman, woman, and then finish with a man. You you always start with your strongest and finish with your strongest runners. But the Polish team decided to go man, woman, man, woman. So at the end of the race, at the end of the 400 meter relay, Poland was ahead because they had played their male uh, counterpart uh, third. So I don't know how far she was ahead, maybe like 100, 200 meters. It was quite a large margin. And all you just see is this black guy just running, boom, 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 just absolutely left her behind. And she ended, they ended up coming something like fourth. No, I think they got, I think they come third. I yeah. think they got a medal because they were saying actually maybe that tactic worked because really are Poland top three runners yeah, yeah. Not. but as you can imagine there was big there was just big talks about obviously the the gender issue when it comes to athletics and letting people that decide, that want to change and then compete in. and then they showed it and there and then, and then exactly what this was happening why that you you know you don't want to put men competing against women in almost yes. any competition in athletics especially but then you know extrapolate that to some of the fighting competitions well, unless unless like Casas is running and then you're fine well <laughs> Let's not get into that, Dan. Thanks. I'm confused. I watched. I watched the relay. I watched the men's very early on. Oh, okay. I watched last the other night the men's and the women's when they got silver. Yeah. In the four by one hundred, I didn't realize it didn't mix. Well, That's usually, brilliant. usually in oh, athletics events, they always put they always front load it with things that people aren't that interested in or that. And then and the relay like, is always the end, isn't it? Yeah. The, the yeah. four by one hundreds are always at the end. Yeah. But I, I'd seen that. I thought this is crazy. I've never seen that before in my life. I tell you what, though, that American team with uh, with Coleman and Gatlin and oh, they were. Ridiculously quick, and uh, you said you. We got no, we got silver in both men and women's four by one hundred. You say uh, bolts two hundred meters. Uh, actually, I got watch. broken twice by the same guy. Yeah, I saw that. I was shocked actually because yeah. two hundred was what bolts 
that's what he was thinking. It's his thing. I think that was more like that was his preference, but he was the, he's the best hundred meter runner. Well, like. clearly, yeah. 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 The, the most annoying thing about Bolt still to this day is uh, in the next how many 10, 20, 30, whatever it is, someone at some point will eventually break it, and you'll look back and you'll watch that race where he did nine point five six or whatever five eight. And he's running backwards over the line celebrating. You're thinking, you literally could have taken two or three more tenths out of your time if you'd just gone I for it. I think he gave that air of mystery about him as well. I think That's that what made him. That yeah, is what, that made, is what that I, I agree. made it look, it look unbelievable. But, but that would be the difference because be, there might be runners, two, three, four runners that probably match it and beat it. But when you see a guy that's going to break the next world record, you're probably going to see other people in that picture. Whereas that one, it's <laughs> by himself. <laughs> he's running backwards. Yeah. Going, yeah, I'm the man. Yeah. On the world stage. Still like. one of the greatest images. Unbelievable. Glad to be alive. Good. Uh, who wants to go next? Uh, well, I'll, I'll go. I, I was going to go just because my... It was also athletics. Yeah. Might as well. Well, it was like... But I, it's mixed because I want to put front three for um, some of the UK athletes. Um, go on then. What's her name? Johnson Thompson? Katrina Johnson Thompson. Yeah. yeah. Setting a new British record... Um, Jess Ennis Hill who? It's quite tough because they like set a new record and I, I haven't got it in front of me but it's like 3,000 points or something. 6,000 like, points. 6,000 points. And you're like, oh, I, don't, I actually don't know what that means really because it's a... It's just a lot of points. points. Yeah, yeah, if, you get, lot of if points. you get if you get 7,000 points you're at the upper echelon in history whereas mid 600s you're going to be winning events most likely. But yeah, but the reason it sort of slips into my back four is just this... The lack of atmosphere, the stadium. Oh, it's so bad, isn't it? In, Did you in see, Doha. Um, <laughs> what's the British girl who, uh, not Johnson Thompson, who's the other? Asher. The, Dina Asher Smith. Asher yeah. Smith, when she's set her PB. And she's running around the stadium and there's like, no one. Yeah. Three, three people who are clearly her family. <laughs> what did you, there was a bit where, um, where uh, Gabby Logan was chatting to um, Michael Johnson and Denise, uh, what's Lewis. Denise Lewis. And, all you could hear was the crowd going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that is madness. It's something big about to happen. And she points out that for some reason, this contingent of fans have just sat themselves next to the BBC studio. <laughs> and there was about maybe 40 of them. And they're all yelling, going, because you couldn't hear the commentators talk. That was probably, so funny. They've probably been paid to make it. Maybe. Yeah, yeah they've probably said, like the organisers have said, go not going to fit it out. Go, you go over there near the BBC, yeah. you go over there near like the American channels, you go yeah. over here and we're just... So no, it was, I'll tell you what I did like about that stadium though, the light show. Yeah. Oh, so well, good, isn't it? The World Cup will be there, won't it? Yeah. So, that's probably what they're setting up. Yeah. Yeah. Like these sports going into these odd countries, if Doha is an example, it's not really going to fare well. Like, well, that's you exactly want to go the there. example. That is where the World Cup will yeah, be but in but I mean, like, you must see that there's some kind of corruption yeah. going there because they haven't got the fan bases for well, this. Of course, thing. of course. Fucking empty stadium. Everyone knows yeah. it, but that's it's ridiculous how it is. But it's also this is if this came after the World Cup because football fans will go regardless. Like football yeah, football fans, fans, fans will travel. travel. Like football fans are, are across Europe. But pole vault fans can't travel because <laughs> the pole vaulters can barely travel themselves. <laughs> But but the idea like it's not an easy job it costs too much to carry the pole. <laughs> but this um, if, if this had come after the World Cup, it probably would have given regular folk who might just go out there and be like, oh, do you know what? The World Cup was there. Yeah, it seemed to be a success. But yeah. this being the test run, you're like, no, no, I'm not going out there to see that. Okay. Like, yeah. So, and also, the country. Did you see the first marathon that was out there? No. Like, Half the athletes didn't even finish it because it was too hot. So hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be a winter World Cup, isn't it? In yeah. 22. God, 
yeah, the World Cup, let's not talk about that. Let's just, let's just win the Euros and be done with it. Was it the, end final, of the finals on Christmas Eve or something stupid? <laughs> it's like, it's it? actually quite nice. Is it? Like, yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> so, that would change Christmas Eve drinks. Yeah. <laughs> Watching England in the World Cup final. Yeah. With uh, Delph, playing the tournament. Yeah. Madison, was that, was that just Madison scoring the winner? Combined, just well, feels like it chit-chat. feels like it well, got general chit chat. We'll put that in a front three, yeah, because uh, the next one's in my my back four. So I hope none of you use the OK symbol when you're sending emojis. The little hand. That does I, the OK. I don't think I've ever used that. Why? What? Why? Well, it's a white supremacist symbol. Racist, you Is racist? Yeah. yeah. Why? I didn't realise it, but uh, it's just probably the way I've been trained. But uh, now, I've, now I'm aware. I will never. Be now you're woke. Me. Now I'm woke. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, the OK symbol um, recently got added to the register of um, yeah, it's white supremacists. I have got the wrong article open that told me who oh, this register it is. But they're like not the EDL. Is it the ADL? The How the alt right co-opted the OK hand sign to fool the media. Yeah, that's an interesting title. Yeah, almost feels like whatever you're going to say is uh, sarcastic. Well, no, because it, 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 it was on the BBC. Uh, I saw that. Officially recognised as a hate symbol by the Anti-Defamation That's League over ADL. the weekend. The so ADL. I went on their website to have a look at what else is uh, like you shouldn't be doing. So you shouldn't say 100% because it's short for 100% white. So uh, Is that it, true? I can't. It's Hold on, on a minute. It's what you shouldn't use. So... Uh, yeah. This is crazy. I, okay. Before you send anything, I, I advise go on the ADL website, make sure anything you say. Oh, hold on a minute. The OK sign joins a number of surprising symbols co opted by the alt right, which include the milk emoji, Pepe the frog, and Taylor Swift. They, she's white as hell. Also, bowl cut hairstyles. I've seen it. So if, if you see oh a little goodness. kid with a bowl cut, his parents are probably white supremacists. Arseholes too for giving them a bowl cut. <laughs> yeah. This is nonsense. The milk emoji was appropriated because of the allegedly superior ability of white people to drink milk. I give up. Have you seen me trying to make milk? <laughs> Fell up straight away. Can't even touch my tongue. Chuck uh, the milkshake on the other hand. So yeah, so these are the... We have to be careful what we send now. Right. Uh, I, if it was up to me, I'd make sure that Apple, Android, and WhatsApp all removed the symbols. Dan, you don't know what it's like growing up. Every what, not day, being able to drink milk? Every day of my life, there was racial abuse outside my house. I would find <laughs> bottles of milk day after day after day. <laughs> and then Sitting there, taunting me. And then the guy would just drive off saying, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Enough okay. milk? Okay? Okay. 100%. 100% lactose. Yeah, <laughs> scarred for life, I am. <laughs> Good. On that I'm gonna, note... going to go eat a banana. Uh, on that note... Um, Goodbye. So, yeah, no, I've done mine. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Racist. Uh, my back four and front three are nowhere near as exciting as uh, the Anti-Defamation League, though. Um, <clears throat> uh, we've also gone an hour and 15 minutes and not once mentioned the Rugby World Cup, which is going on, but... I guess we didn't have our all sports segment, Chris. No. Um, so I was. Shall, I felt, we, shall we do it now? Well, I felt like <laughs> I should mention it. Um, in my back four is actually NFL related, um, and it happened last week. So also because I just love the net. You know how hilarious people's names are in NFL. Yeah. Um, so uh, Vontaze Burphy. No. <laughs> 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 
one. Like, I don't know how to say it. How do you Buentes say it? perfect. Alright. <laughs> Buentes perfect. Have you seen how he spelt his name? It's impossible to say it. Anyway, the guys had a season... The guys had a season-long ban um, for an illegal hit, which I don't know if you saw it last week. Yeah, I did. And, uh, but what I didn't realise is he's been fined six times in the last year for illegal hits. So basically, just head-on, smash, collision, don't care. I'm going to knock you out with my head. To your head type Don't collision. A lot of NFL players. No, nah, he's 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 one he of the dirtiest players. Terrible. He might be the dirtiest player that NFL's ever seen. He is an animal. He's disgusting. Um. So I anyway. So in my back four, your head was something that's part of the game. Well, no, no they, 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 they you can't contact. do it now. They, so they've purposefully pulled it out. Else. Yeah, yeah no, people out. Yeah. They, so they've purposely taken it out of the game because people are literally dying from it. Like people. But he launches himself when people are down and they're vulnerable. Bang, he he launches flying head first at their head. I mean. And and then he runs off. La- so he did it. He got sent off, and he runs off kissing the like doing kiss awesome. signs to the He's stadium, doing this like laughing. Just YouTube is, um, YouTube is hit against Antonio Brown. Oh, is. Isn't he now on the same team as Antonio Brown? Uh, no, well, no, he, well, he was until Antonio Brown got sacked. Went to the uh, Patriots for uh, one game, and then yeah, got sacked. Uh, anyway, um, so my back four was was him. Fantasy perfecti. But however you say his name, uh, and my front three was actually going to be, although it happened two weeks ago, was Dimitar Berbatov. Because I don't know if you know, but he retired from football, oh, yeah, and yeah, just yeah. wanted to pour one out and celebrate. Uh, I was looking at his stats. He scored two hundred and ninety-one goals and got one hundred and three assists in six hundred games. He won eight trophies, and I still to this day think he's got the best touch of any football I've yeah, probably ever seen in the world. Last week, where it went right across, and he just boom stopped it. His touch was. Just crazy. Yeah. Absolutely mad. He's good on his day. Yeah. Um, I remember that day he's, time he scored five goals for, in one game. Um, his hat-trick against Liverpool was good as well. Yeah. Um, so I just thought a uh, bit of celebration for Dimitar Berbatov, who's finally resigned at the age of 64. I don't know. He's old. But yeah, uh, yeah that was my back four and front three. Good stuff. Glad we are back. Next week we'll talk about the rugby. Yeah. Um I'm sure the fans are glad that we're back. Yeah, it becomes interesting. That's when it gets interesting, isn't it? Well, England's playing France in the final group group game, even though they're through now, but it's all dependent on seedings, which is good. Yeah, Ireland. (laughs) Less of the better. Yeah, don't worry. That's fine. They'll beat New Zealand and everything will be rosy. Uh, Yeah. Good. So, And we've got some international football. Maybe we'll talk about it. Yeah. Friday night game. Boom. We're good for next Sunday? Yep. See you then. See you then. Bye. Oh, I might not be here. <laughs> Bye.